Candy from Strangers by Mark Coggins is original, smart, and good to the last page, says best-selling author and executive producer of the hit TV series Bosch, Michael Connolly. Learn more about Mark and his other novels at markcoggins.com. Chapter 10, Hell's Web Studio, featuring a guest performance by Monica Mappa, playing herself. The upper deck of the Bay Bridge was already becoming ensnarled with evening commuters by the time I made my way back to the city from Berkeley. I was tempted to knock off for the day, but the significance of the Amazon.com packages jostling around in the back seemed to be growing and if anyone could tell me more about them, I figured it would be Carolyn's best friend, Monica. Her neighborhood was full of the dented, high-mileage cars and pickups of returning breadwinners, so I was forced to park several blocks away on Cap Street. Walking back to Folsom, a guy pushing a freezer cart with a bell wanted to sell me an ice cream, and another guy pushing a shopping cart full of electronics from the vacuum tube era of Philco TV. I gave him a buck for trying. The sandwich joint across the street was deserted, but when I came up to the apartment, I found a woman on the stoop. She was wearing low-rise cargo pants made of translucent white nylon with a matching jacket and, just at that moment, was bent over a duffel bag rummaging through the contents for her keys, her lipstick, or her Smith & Wesson 38. I didn't know which. Her underwear was clearly visible beneath her translucent clothing, but as she hunched over the bag, the fabric of her thong stretched way above the waistline of her pants, showing a tee of crimson silk over dusky brown skin that was enough to make a judge gnaw his gavel. She must have heard my nerve synapses popping because she stood abruptly and turned to peer down at me. The zipper of her jacket was open at both ends, revealing the lush valley of skin between her breasts at the top and the plane of her flat stomach, punctuated by a pierced navel, at the bottom. Her hair was short and black, her eyes big, green, and provocative, and her lips like a first kiss. She walked down the steps on a pair of flimsy red sandals and stopped within a foot of me. The scent of sandalwood and musk carried across the last few inches, and when she smiled... It felt like a jolt from a cardiac paddle. Would you like to have sex with me? She said, her voice cool and soft as the other side of the pillow. I stared at her goggle-eyed. Don't think about it too much. It keeps the blood from parts where it can do some good. Who wouldn't? I finally blurted. Just checking. She made a slow pirouette and began to glide up the stairs once more. Hold on a minute. I was kidding you, she said without looking back. Don't get your hopes up. Or anything else. I charged up the steps and grabbed hold of her arm. She let out a shriek they probably heard in Oakland. God damn it, I said. Forget about the sex. Are you Monica Mappa? Who wants to know? August Reardon. I'm a private investigator. 
hired by Carolyn's mother. You might have said so at the beginning. And you might not have been such a prick tease. It's going to get you in trouble. She reached for her bag, giving me the full view down her jacket. I know my men. You just aren't the sort. She winked at me. Besides, Mrs. Stockwell called yesterday. You mean you knew all along? Sure. I ground my teeth in frustration. I need to talk with you, inside. She laughed and pushed her bag into my chest. If you can find my keys. As it turned out, there was no Smith & Wesson 38 in her bag, just a lot of skimpy Lycra gym clothes and some tennis shoes. I found the keys inside one of the shoes and handed them over, but not before I noticed the fob on her keyring said, Goth Succubus, and had the web address, www.gothic-heaven-hell.com printed below it. At that point, I was certain I had come to the right place. Her flat was on the second floor at the top of a steep flight of rickety stairs. The first thing I noticed was a lack of partitioning walls and a scarcity of furniture. It looked like one of the trendy live-work lofts that are so common in the South America area of the city. The second thing I noticed was the video camera. It was on a tripod with a pair of floodlights mounted on either side, standing in front of a backdrop painted to look like a fiery inferno. There was a heavy oak chair with a throne-like appearance sitting between the camera and the backdrop, and off to the right, a table with a Macintosh computer and a variety of peripherals. The camera was connected to the back of the computer by a thin cable. If I still hadn't been able to figure it out, the walls were splattered with large-color photographs of Monica in a risque she-devil costume, with a pair of horns and bat wings sprouting from her head and shoulders respectively. In several photos, she was sitting or otherwise adorning the throne-like chair with a cute little pitchfork that she held like a scepter. So this is hell, I said. Monica giggled. More like hell's web studio. You have to go online for the full experience. And where do I find heaven? Monica tossed her keys on the computer table and laminated herself into the throne. She swiveled her butt around so that her legs were dangling over the armrest. Right next to hell, of course. Gesturing languidly to a pair of folded director's chairs, she said, Park your ass in one of those. I took one from where it was leaning against the wall and unfolded it by her throne. I gather that Carolyn plays ying to your yang. That's right. She's the angel, and I'm the devil. Guess which one of us has more fun. If what happened downstairs is a sample, you've a strange idea of fun. She kicked off a sandal and pointed her painted toes at the ceiling. You know you loved it. Okay, so tell me how this works, this heaven and hell thing. You guys make a website, and then what? What do you do with it? We put content on it, silly. Don't you know anything? The web is full of content. What kind of content? Media-rich content. Pictures of us, videos of us, stories about us, a guest book, blogs, that sort of thing. Blogs? Web blogs. They're like an online diary. And the people that come to the site give you gifts. She ducked her lovely little chin up and down. Mainly, they give those to Caroline. I usually prefer cash. Then, after a moment's consideration, But if you want to give me a gift, I would certainly accept it. I'll get back to you on that. And these people that give you things, you don't know any of them. They're total strangers. She laced her hands behind her head and looked at me coyly. 
They may start out as strangers, but we get to know some of them a little better. We might talk to them over email or instant messaging, but if they want to remain anonymous, they can. We understand that some of our fans are a little shy. Guys sitting in darkened rooms getting their jollies over the internet. Shy. Whatever for. Please, be nice. Do any of these fans of yours try to do more than communicate electronically? Oh, sometimes one of them will want to meet in person. Monica parted her lips and ran a mischievous tongue over them. Sometimes I'll even agree to it. I gripped the arms of the director's chair and leaned it forward on two legs. You realize the risk you're taking? Don't char your chalupa. I told you I know my men. I only do it when I'm sure about their motives and when there's... Something in it for you. She swung a hand out from behind her head and flipped it over like a game show model introducing the grand prize. Something good in it for me. I let the chair fall back. Did Carolyn ever meet one of her fans? It's possible. She talked about it once in a while, but I don't think she ever got a proposal that she really liked. But you're not certain. We made our own decisions about what we would and wouldn't do. Caroline isn't the angel for nothing. She's much more conservative than me. If you're suggesting that she's been abducted by some weirdo she met through the site, I don't see it. But she might have gotten an offer for a trip from someone nice and decided to take it. And she wouldn't have told you about it. Monica stopped trying to use the chair for a couch and squirmed around to face me. Maybe. Maybe not. She pushed the fabric of her jacket off her shoulder, exposing new vistas of exquisite, coffee-colored skin. This synthetic stuff sure is itchy, she said in all innocence. Maybe it was the painted flames behind her, but suddenly the room was getting very hot, and more than my chalupa was getting charred. Cut that out, I said in a parched voice. We'll take it as a given that you're the sexiest creature on earth. I'm so lacking in self-confidence. I need reinforcement. The hell you do. What you need is a baggy, floor-length housecoat from Sears Roebuck. Now let's stay on topic. I think you're lying. I think you know exactly where Carolyn is. Then you're wrong. I don't have any idea. Then why on earth aren't you worried about her? Not being worried is different than knowing where she is. She aimed her brilliant smile at me like a spotlight or a death ray. I still didn't believe her, but something that had been poking at the edge of my consciousness burst through. Carolyn's family doesn't have any idea that she's got a website, do they? She giggled. Are you kidding? Her dad belongs in one of those caves with the petroglyphs in France. Caroline says he still does his police reports on a typewriter. I did mine in longhand, but I wasn't going to mention it. And her mother? Her mother has more than she can handle dealing with her dad, especially after Quentin Jr. died. She hasn't had the energy or the will, or whatever the right word is, to be part of Caroline's life since then. Is Carolyn trying to get back at her by going off with someone? Monica shrugged elaborately and the jacket fell back over her shoulder. Now you're getting Freudian. How would I know? But I never said she had gone with anyone. Did her dad molest her? Whoa, where'd you get that idea? It was my turn to shrug. It came up. I looked past her to the inferno backdrop and let my eyes wander around the apartment. It seemed cold, empty, and comfortless. What about you? Do your parents know you're doing this? 
My parents haven't cared what I did since I got my belly button pierced. How old are you? I'm not telling. Worried I'm too young for you? Worry doesn't enter into it, but if you won't tell me, I have a foolproof cultural history question I can use to determine. She crossed her legs and wiggled her butt delightedly around in the seat. Oh, goody, what is it? Was Paul McCartney ever part of a band? If I found a piece of the Berlin Wall, would I return it? I've got those covered. No, it's simpler. What's a Datsun? She frowned. That's pronounced Dachshund, and it's a little wiener dog. What does that prove? It proves you're 20 at most, and too young to be... I wave my hand around vaguely. You make it sound like prostitution. It's not. It's just a means to pay for college. Lots of people work their way through school. Like Honest Abe Lincoln. Exactly. She leered at me. Except he didn't look as good in the devil suit. No, I imagine the halter top made him look flat. I ran my hand over my face and tried to think. Little came to me except that the skin on my chin was tender from my encounter with the ashram carpet. Assuming that Carolyn did go with someone she met from the site, it's likely she would have communicated with him initially by email, right? That's right. We put our address on the site so people can mail us. Different addresses or the same one? Different. Caroline is on AOL. I'm with another ISP. I tried to get into her computer yesterday, but it was password protected. You don't happen to know the password, do you? She made a little kicking motion at me with her bare feet. Listen to you. I wouldn't tell you if I knew. That's invasion of privacy. I growled and stood up to pull my wallet from my hip pocket. I extracted a card that wasn't too badly dog-eared and held it out. I think you know a lot more than you're telling. You're convinced nothing bad has happened to her. But what if you're wrong? What if she's hurt or is being held against her will? Think about it and give me a call when you wise up. She giggled and rose to take the card. She waved it like she was going to do some hocus-pocus, then lowered the waistband of her pants and slid my name, address, and telephone number under a thong, right next to the skin of her abdomen. She watched my eyes track the card to its destination, then said, And why don't you come and visit me when you wise up, August? The address is easy to remember. www.gothic-heaven-hell.com You'll see a whole new side of me. She released the waistband of her pants. By the way, if you like the thong, you can bid on it tonight on eBay. You have been listening to Candy from Strangers, a book Mystery Scene magazine described as crackling and whip smart. Find it in ebook or trade paperback wherever books are sold. In this podcast, it's read by author Mark Coggins. Learn more about Mark and his other novels at markcoggins.com.